HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program is brought to you by Firesider, a health tonic based on the traditional New England cure-all of raw apple cider vinegar and honey. For more information, visit firesider.com. I'm Erin Fairbanks, host of The Farm Report. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. The Super Crown on your site already? Yeah. How does an independent coffee shop battle the Starbucks giant? Find out on this episode of Tech Bites. Hello, hello, Heritage Radio Network listeners. It is June 20th, 2016, in case you're listening in the future. This is episode 65 of Tech Bites, the weekly Heritage Radio show where we talk about the intersection of food and technology. And today that intersection is a little app called Crema, which is around for us simply because coffee is important. So we're going to get into that a little bit later, but we're going to start off the episode like we always do, like a good meal, talking about an app. We go around the room, everybody talks about an app that they like, an old favorite, a new one. They just discovered the only rule is you're not allowed to talk about an app that you own or okay. work on. Okay. Because we'll get into your app later. Okay. Up first, standing in for David, our usual engineer, back in the booth at Mission Control, we have Pierre, who's the newest addition to our engineering squad. Pierre, how are you? How's it going? It's going good. How are you doing? Good. This is my first time speaking into the microphone here. Actually. <laughs> well, we have we we have hundred percent participation on this show for the app segment. I, I've been warned by David. Excellent. So that means you've been warned. That means you're ready with an app for us. Uh, I, I I am. Yeah, I am. I uh, should I tell you about it? Absolutely. Cool. Actually, so you know, it's really weird on my iPhone, and on, on, I'm assuming you have the same the same issue. It's, it seems like one of those features that should have been available from the start, but you can't set the radio to wake you up. Yeah, there's uh, a lot of issues with the alarm thing in the iPhone. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I, I just saw I, I downloaded this uh, Minnesota Public Radio one recently. Uh, I think you know just yesterday or two days ago, and sure enough, it has a little alarm clock you know feature. But I've tr- tried it. I've tested it this morning and then yesterday morning, and uh, neither times has it really worked. So I'm not sure what the deal there is. Well, if you're looking for a really fun, cool wake up app, the Japanese clothing store Uniglo has Ooh. a bunch of different lifestyle apps. And one of them is a wake-up alarm clock app. And the thing that's amazing about it is 
it wakes you up with music and a woman's voice that says, you know, it's time to wake up. And she kind of sings a little bit. It's 730. <laughs> and then she'll tell you what the weather is. She'll say, today is a sunny day. Huh. It's I mean, fascinating. Yeah, cool. yeah it's in, pretty in, good. In my case, nice. she goes, it's 1030. Okay. Wake up. There you go. 7.30 is a bit early for me. All right. Well, whatever time. <laughs> yeah. Whatever time. It's a really good one, though. It's one of the first apps we did on the show way back when. Cool. I'll check it out. So also in the booth today, we have the CEO and founder of the Crema app, Ellis. Elias. Elias. Yeah. Nice to meet you. So I'm really happy to be here today. Uh, so I came from Montreal. Um, we're based in Montreal. But we're talking about apps. Yeah. Uh, so you want, you want me to <laughs> t- tell you like my favorite app. Your favorite app right now, that's not your app. Uh, I will be more uh, so there is two but like I will tell tell you Operator you know it I think no okay Operator is an app from one of the founder of uh, Uber okay and basically it's an assistant concierge that finds like okay you're looking for a gift for your girlfriend so you tell just tell them their uh, her taste and they found you like the best gift and you ter- you you, ter- you tell your budget and they will find it and, and then, it's crazy. And then it, they ship it to your address, and it's all set. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's good. And the interface, the UX, I'm, because I'm partly a UX designer, I love it because it's so simple. It's like a text messaging app. So it's working great, and I love it. So this is my favorite app so far right now. Okay. With Spotify, of course, but everybody loves Spotify, right? Well, you know what? You'd be surprised. Yeah. I think we've only had people call out Spotify maybe once or twice. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, my favorite app so far. Okay, operator in Spotify. Yeah. Sitting next to him is Rob Hershenfeld, who is an independent coffee shop owner, amongst other things. He's very embedded in the coffee world. Rob, do you have an app that you like that you use? Well, unfortunately, I'm not a big app person, um, but I do try every weather app oh, on, on the okay. face of the planet. Yep. And at the moment, I am sampling Dark Sky. Yes. And uh, Dark Sky seems to be not a bad weather app. Um, and I also surf, and so I sample every surf app known to mankind, um, and they're all pretty junky. So, come on, dudes. Get on it. <laughs> so the weather apps you're looking for, if you're a surfer, you're looking for the high tide, the low tide. You're wind. looking for those kinds of things, and wind. You're looking for wind. Are there any apps that are built for sailing and more nautical that might have the same information? And I suggest that because my f- little-known fact, and he's one of my ardent listeners, is my father. I'm actually born and raised in Hawaii, and he was a voracious surfer. And to this day, still tracks the surfing reports in Hawaii and has also a sailor now and has sort of cross-mogenated some of the nautical sailing reports for tides and things like that as a Hawaii, precursor. Hawaii is the place to be for the weather. Um, Pacific yeah. Coast also. I'm really speaking mostly about the uh, pitiful East Coast surf and the confluence and convergence that you need of weather factors to even get anything that's remotely considered decent. <laughs> and so it's a, little bit, it's a little bit tricky. It's a little bit tricky. So Dark Sky has been an app that people have talked about on this show quite a bit. People really like it, and they feel that it's worth the price point, which is a couple bucks, because most of the weather apps are free. But it's, if you're using it for surf, though, do you, it targets where you are by your phone's GPS and gives you a super micro weather report based on exactly where you are. But you're not where the surf is. Well, you sort of run around, and, uh, and it does give you predictive. So if you're in Rockaway... 
um, it'll give you predictive for later in the day how it's looking there because you sort of move around chasing surf when it's really pitiful, as I said, <laughs> on the East Coast. <laughs> chasing surf. I think people who love to surf chase surf anyway. Yes. I think chasing surf just means different things. Yeah, I think people who love to surf love to chase in general. <laughs> I think that's yeah. really it. Very interesting. Okay. So my app today is something that's very simple, um, but I never really used it until recently. It's the news app that comes preloaded in your iPhone. Yeah. And typically I get my news from my Twitter feed and Instagram, generally. It's Twitter and Instagram are very good for trends, especially in the food world. If you're following yeah. sort of the editors and the writers, you can see what's opening and closing and what people are really interested in. But the great thing about the Apple News app is you can select the news sources that you like. It populates a feed with those news sources. And then based on what you click on and like and read, it'll start to maybe suggest things for you. So I'm interested in what's happening in the news right now because obviously there's a lot going on. Yeah. But I have a sort of don't want to be completely immersed in it all the time. And I find that the Apple News feed is a very good kind of like in and out state of affairs, state of the union, can get the top line. And then you can also juxtapose Vanity Fair with yeah. CNN, with Huffington Post, with you know Cycling News or Surf Report or whatever, and you can sort of create a customized news feed. So I really like that, and it's cool. very helpful right now. So get Crema, yeah. the app. The first thing I'm going to say, because we like to be extremely transparent on yeah. this show... I interviewed on episode 25 a man by the name of Shen Tong, who is the founder of an accelerator in New York City called Foodex. And Foodex is an, is an accelerator for food tech businesses. So he came on the show and I got to meet him and we talked about the food tech space and accelerators and why you would do that. And as a result of that, we did another episode, episode 35, called Life Inside the Accelerator. And we had on some of the f companies that were being accelerated, which is also very interesting. And I wound up becoming a mentor and advisor for the FoodX Accelerator, which has also been an interesting experience. So what I've been doing as mentor and advisor to the different groups of companies that come through is part of being a startup is you have to have a presentation to stand up and to give people. You make your presentation in hopes that they will give you money because a big part of being a startup is you have to raise funds. So part of my job was to come in and help people with that, but also help them with media training because in order to get money, you need to have popularity and traction and press. So interview skills and media skills are very important. And one of the most important things that I found across the board and this is just a general tip for people in life. The most important thing is to listen to what the interviewer is saying and answer the question. <laughs> You'd be surprised how many people, especially in the startup world, automatically go into their speech about their company without actually listening to the question. So that's sort of like the big thing. And what I advise people to do, it's very, very simple, and it's a classic piece of interview technique, is when someone asks you a question, repeating the question as the first part of your answer is always very good. What's an app that I like right now? An app I like right now is yeah. fill in the blank. So that is how I came to get to know Get Crema. 
He was a part of the uh, first cohort that I went in and helped with their media training. And it was also one of the, mo one of the more interesting uh, companies that was in that group because I think the, the logic behind it and the idea behind it is very interesting. So in a nutshell, you want to help small coffee shops yes. take on Starbucks. Exactly. So I want to help small coffee shops. Basically, what we always say is like we are the Starbucks app for indie coffee shops. So we give them like the right tools to compete against big franchise and get them on the map and that so that people discover them much, much easier. Um, to tell you a little bit about my background. So I am from Montreal. Uh, I created the startup one year ago. And uh, we, we, we've been in to, to Foodex in September, so we've spent three months in, uh, in New York. And New York and Montreal markets are so different in terms of coffee scene. Uh, New York is 10 times bigger than Montreal in terms of coffee scene. We have around like 900 indie coffee shops in New York uh, and Brooklyn. In, uh, in Montreal, you have around 120. So it's, there is a big difference here. Um, and uh, we just launched actually Crema here in New York uh, last week. And we are available in uh, uh, six different cities. So New York, Toronto, San Francisco, Montreal, Paris, and Berlin. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's about it. To tell a little bit, a little bit about the app. Uh, so you download the app, you can credit your account with 10, 20, or 50 bucks, and then you can use it in the whole network. So, so when you say you, you're talking about the, the customer. The customer. Yeah. So, but before we talk about the customer, why do you care if independent coffee shops can be competitive against Starbucks? Um, why I care? Because I think they take so much like passion into what they're building and, uh, and what they're doing with, uh, with their business that they deserve something to, they, de they really deserve the right tools to compete against them. Like, and they don't have, usually don't, don't have like the budget to create an app that basically we, we invested around $100,000 to do an app that, that works like this and it costs a lot of money to build an app and indie coffee shops are not are not usually like developers or designers they're just like really passionate about what they're building um, so we decided to help them with something that they really need and um, and give them basically these tools to to be on the same level as Starbucks or Pete's Coffee or uh, other other big franchise like Dunkin' Donuts, for example. But, of course, it's not the same level of quality. So we have Rob here because he is an independent coffee shop owner. And I would ask Rob, do you need this kind of technology to be competitive today? Do you have to have an app to have a successful business? Well, I think that, um, you know, we enter uh, different, different micro um, regional markets um, on a regular basis. And um, right now, for instance, we're opening a place um, in super-saturated Williamsburg. Exactly. So the name, the name of your coffee shop? Uh, that we're going to be opening there is Gotan. And you have two other locations already? Two other already? locations um, in the city in Tribeca and on 46th Street in Midtown. Okay. Um, and uh, we will... We, we know we're walking into um, a potential nightmare yeah. um, for normal operators. Um, we believe that we are not a normal operator and um and that given um the proper exposure um that we will make converts um and uh you know and hopefully uh what i was most interested in yeah. is the uh is the incentivized returns yeah. um to the customer yeah. um you know how you make 
first a convert and then you hook them yeah. and keep them there. So, um, yeah. So, I so can, but how, how do you do that as a coffee shop owner? So well, you believe you have a, a, a better product right out of the gate? I, I, I always strive to have um, my, my, my primary goal is to give people exceptional quality um, and then perceived value. Um, and so Goten I love um, because we're doing um, great, great coffee and, um, and great food at a really good value. And, uh, and I think that today's world, um, given the competition, you really need to, to stress that value. Um, rewards programs are the best way um, to increase customer value in that incentivized way where at the same time, um, you increase your sales, um, you decrease your margins, um, but it's very easy to draw the curve on that particular um, mode. The problem, though, is that if you look in your wallet, um, you'll never find your rewards card. Exactly. You'll always find it on your dining room table after you already bought your coffee. Exactly. And then you get a stack of them. Is that what you do? Do you do the punch cards in your shops now, or do you have a rewards program, or...? It, yes, no. it comes and goes because um, the problem with it, everybody understands that it would work if it was readily available on your phone. That's yeah. my first question yeah. um, that I was going to ask as soon as I heard about Crema, and I have not played with the app. Which yeah. is perfect so that you're, you're coming in with a clean slate, yeah. so this is great. Totally clean. But my first was, was everybody recognizes that, that an underutilized um, incentive is the, is the rewards. Yeah programs and um, and to have that on an app and actually make the cafes compete um, exactly. on that platform for the best rewards it, it it's a win-win for the consumer um, and it's a win for very good operators um, so we need to take a quick break because we're at our midway point to find out who our amazing sponsor is. But when we come back, we're going to find out if Crema can help Rob with his rewards program. Yeah. Stay tuned. Today's program was brought to you by Firesider. Did your grandmother ever tell you to drink raw apple cider vinegar? It's good advice, and more common than you may think. For generations of New Englanders, a tot of vinegar was a morning ritual. Taken daily, a tablespoon of unfiltered apple cider vinegar can help support immune function and digestive functions. To the base of certified organic apple cider vinegar, Firesider added whole raw certified organic oranges, lemons, onions, ginger, horseradish, habanero pepper, garlic, and turmeric. They let this mixture steep for six weeks at room temperature to preserve the living vinegar culture and delicate flavors of the ingredients. Lastly, they blend a generous helping of raw wildflower honey into the mix. The result is potent but balanced, offering layers of sweet, tart, and spice. Firesider tastes great on its own or as an addition to tea, juice, or salad. Firesider ships direct from their online store and is available at over 500 locations nationwide. Use their store locator to find one near you and ask for a free sample. For more information, visit firesider.com.
If you've just joined us and you're wondering what the hell you clicked on, this is Tech Bites, the weekly show on the Heritage Radio Network where we talk about the intersection of food and technology. And today that technology is an app called Crema, which is designed to be a digital platform for search, payment, and rewards for independent coffee shops so they can band together and maybe take on some of the giant corporate coffee shops. So today in studio, we have Elias, who is the founder and CEO of Crema, and we have Rob, who is an independent coffee shop owner. Just before the break, Rob was talking about how beneficial it would be if he could have some sort of digital rewards program because the punch cards and all that kind of become less and less effective. So we're going to let... Elias, make his pitch. Okay, so basically, uh, on in terms of like we're like an integrated platform, so we take care of the transactional side, uh, so people can pay with the app and also get rewarded inside your shop. And we create a coalition of indie coffee shops. The vision is really to create the biggest coalition of indie coffee shops in the world. Um, we take a 2.9% per 30 cent per transaction on each uh, coffee th- sold through the app. If we don't bring you any customer, we don't get paid. You always get the same value. Uh, and like for the customers, when they download the app and they put their first money, let's say they put like $20 on the app, they get $2 more offered by Crema so that they can buy their first coffee cheaper. And then like when they, as soon as like they reach $50 that they spent on the app, they get five, $5 offered so that we keep them in the, in the loop of the of the uh, of the app so the more they use the app the more they get rewards of course there is also we're working right now on uh, invite uh, in, 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 on invite functionality so if you invite a friend you get a free coffee he gets a free coffee and he gets into the network of indie coffee shop we don't work with all the small indie coffee shop we create them really carefully and we try to give to really select the best indie coffee shops and this is like what we're offering to the customers a really good coffee an amazing experience and something that is like Uber, like you just, boom, you give your phone to the cashier. So you, you download the app, you, you select the beverage you want, want to have an espresso, for example. You do click on checkout in the phone. You show your phone to, to the cashier who will put a four-digit code, and that's it. The transaction is validated. You have your receipt with your email, well, in your email, and you have a receipt in your email. And also, we can connect it with your POS system. So if you have Square or any POS system, we can connect it so that it's your accounting is safe and everything is uh, correct. Um, why we're taking the commission uh, and not like offer a rebate to the customers? Just because we don't want people to feel like they're buying a cheaper coffee and a cheaper product. And we talked a lot with the indie coffee shop owner and said, like, I'm selling my cappuccino at $4. I don't want to sell it at $3 in your, uh, in your app because it will feel like it's a cheap product. And it's not. So we said, like, yes, you're right. We take a commission and we reward, reward the users in a different way. So the user's pay gets rewarded later on when he spends enough money in the app. That's, uh, that's about it. I mean, I like that. I was actually going to ask um, about the compensation and what the pricing looked like in yeah. the app. Yeah. Um, but as long as the pricing looks exactly like the pricing um, that we're showing in the yeah. store, um, and that for me, you know, it would just be a, a matter of penciling in exactly. um, a sustainable model for it. Exactly. Um, obviously, um, you know, coffee has a big margin. Yeah. That's no secret. Yeah. Um, and uh, running a coffee shop um, is all about keeping your labor costs under control, strangely enough. Um, and 
So for me, I'm always looking for a way to decrease the labor. Um, this is a very nominal um, labor saver yeah. in a way. Um, it's certainly not a labor um, increase yeah. for us. Um, and so, so it seems that um, you know you're saying it's uh, 2.9 percent plus, plus 30. 30. Yeah. So yeah. you know Slight it could be somewhere. Well. Yeah, it could be somewhere three and a half percent to exactly. to fire. You know, to and down actually yeah. three and a half percent and down. Um, and it seems uh, perfectly reasonable if yeah. it's 20 or maybe 25 percent of your business. Yeah. Um, you know, but that's but it's certainly uh, it's certainly something that we would support. Um, my my big question though. Is on the rating, yeah, um, and how and how you plan to rate places um, because I think one of the biggest failures in the coffee industry is Yelp. Yeah, um, exactly. So we have different like we're working on it right now. So now we didn't want people to be able to review it yet because we selected the coffee shops, but we're gonna we kind of introduce it in three weeks actually. So people will be able to rate it and. Uh, but what that the idea now is really get the journal uh, like newspapers and journalists. Why are you gonna let people rate it? Um, because like they asked for it a lot. Like that's Who's our uh, our customers on the app. So you can like ask us uh, requests on the app directly by texting us actually. So it's like the number one request. Uh, we want to do it in three 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 weeks one month. Uh, because we still think that it's part of the experience to be able to review your experience in the, in the coffee shop and put like a number of stars are or you, something. Are you concerned at all that that might create a negative point with your potential coffee shop owners? Yes. Because yes, public we are. criticism is exactly. so that's, one of the things that all hospitality and restaurant and business yeah. owners struggle against. That's why we didn't do it in the launch. And that's why... But you're going to do it in a, you're gonna do it in a month. So... What we're thinking is uh, in two weeks, actually, we're going to introduce like just uh, coffee experts reviews in the app. So who are your coffee experts? Uh, so we have it in Montreal. We're starting with like the biggest newspaper, food newspapers uh, experts that we have. We just took them from like different. We have a, we have a partnership with a company called Memorable. And what they do is like they they just take like the um, they choose like some newspapers articles about each coffee shop and choose like the best quotes in each uh, in each article and introduce it in the app. So we're 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 partnering with these guys and uh, and we're gonna test it. We're gonna test and see if like there is. So an that's increase. just pulling that's just pulling articles and quotes yeah, from quote. that that exist. Yeah. But when you say coffee experts, are you actually going to be engaging? journalists and media people to be doing things or it's just pulling the quotes from things pulling that already the exist quotes. yeah okay we're pulling the quotes okay uh, and then we're gonna open it to users because it's, a, it's like people are asking for it so i'm not like you know, this is in our roadmap in one month we want to introduce it coffee shop owners are not a fan of this at all at all most so if you listen to this show on yeah. a regular basis you will find out that I have yet to meet a restaurant, hospitality, food business owner who has anything good to say yeah. about Yelp. Yeah, the the industry um, belief, yeah. and, and I and I mean actually, it's not a knee jerk, it's not a yeah. reaction. It's yeah. actually it's my personal belief yeah. um, that uh, public reviews are are by virtue of self selection um, a tainted um, view of anything. And um, and 
about as useless a a feature as you could have um, for actually assessing the quality or value of a prospective purchase. Yeah, yeah. Because there is a segment of people who use the public forum as a way to get free things, as a way to complain to get something yeah. back, as a way to vent, as a way to just, you know, use it for a number of things that have nothing to do with giving a restaurant or a coffee shop An honest, honest feedback yeah. that is helpful to them doing their service. But I, I would ask Rob just so that he can say, people who own coffee shops and hospitality establishments, they want to know what their customers think. They want to know if you have a bad experience or if your cup of coffee was bad or it was cold yeah. or the barista was not nice to you because they really care. You care if people yeah. have a great experience. 100%. I mean, we you, care We care to, to a degree that we probably shouldn't care, um, yeah. to be honest. Um, I think that we're striving to give a, an experience that 90% of people don't really even appreciate. Um, we're but the ten percent who do appreciate it. Um, those are the ones we're looking to impress. Okay. So how do you how do you like not that you like to get negative feedback, but it happens, right? Stuff happens. What's the best channel for you as a business owner to get feedback from a customer who did not have a great experience? Oh, for sure, personal. Um, I like to have um, on-site managers who have a presence anywhere, mm. um, and any place likes to have that. Mm. Um, you like to have um, a retail manager who's moving around, asking questions and interacting. Um, they get a pretty good sample through the day um, and can assess uh, the strengths and weaknesses way better um, than we can looking at Yelp reviews. I haven't read a Yelp review in years. Um, what do you think if you were like pushing the reviews in a private mode so that only you can see it? So I was going to suggest yeah. um, there there's innumerable yeah. um, literature uh, articles. There's tons of literature on how to properly um, get feedback that does not incentivize negatively um, customers or positively. Yeah. Um, that's simply anonymous. Yeah. Um, and that. They don't get their picture no. put up there. They no. can only do it um, in a particular forum um, that's double blind. Yeah. Um, and those, so there are ways that you can make it better. Um, and uh, and I would certainly be interested in beta testing yeah. and seeing how yeah. you could actually get accurate, better reviews because that only helps you. Yeah. Um, everything else just makes things muddy. Okay. So your customer, so the Crema customer, yeah. wants to be able to give feedback. Yeah. Do you think if you provided a private feedback channel, like send your feedback yeah. directly to the restaurant, so would that satisfy people? I think that would satisfy everybody, everybody actually. And like that's something that we were like thinking about. Like we were thinking more about like something really like anonymous. And because the, right now the app is really anonymous. It's in discovery mode. You cannot pay in, in New York yet. But you will be able to to pay with it like in a couple of weeks. Um, we wanna we wanted to do like uh, if you like it, uh, just like tell yes I, I liked it, no I didn't like it, and then it gives an average to you. Only you can see it and not the uh, the customer actually. So that was the idea, and then people really pushed for like I wanna know exactly how it is, blah blah blah. So I said like. I'm still like uh, honestly like it's in four weeks in our roadmap. 
uh, about what you're telling me, this is not a good idea. So I'm, 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 I'm thinking about like doing it in private mode. That would be more, more interesting for everybody. Have you done a survey of your coffee shops to see what they think about it? Yeah. So I did a survey on 20 coffee shop owners. And? and, they, and we had like 15 asking us to not be able to review. <laughs> well, you, you know what you want to do? You want to bring Malcolm Gladwell in on this. Okay. <laughs> Malcolm, if you're listening, maybe you want to come on Tech Bytes and we can yeah. talk about it. So, so would that would that be a deal breaker for you, though? In terms not. of no. no. So no. if it had a Yelp-style public review system, would you still consider using it? It's not going to. No. Okay, but it might and eventually. Also, like then, this, then I mean, we would we would uh, probably lobby against it. Um, but my feeling is that this is a great idea, and they'll start it. And they'll be adaptive, yeah. and there's going to be competition yeah, that's going to pop up. Of course. And um, there's such a better way to do reviews than Yelp. Yelp yeah. is in business to be Yelp. Yeah, of course. Um, exactly. We're not in business um, to be Yelp, and Crema's not in business no. to be Yelp. Crema's in business to take part of my profits. Exactly. Right. And, and and help you out also a lot. <laughs> well, my profits are better. Your profits are better. Exactly. Um, you're incentivized on the same side as yeah. I am. Yeah. Um, and as long as we're not, you know, I'm going to just plug it. As long as we're not shysters like Donald Trump, <laughs> we're actually, you know, we actually want to accomplish something. I totally agree. Um, and so if, if what we want to accomplish is to find out the experience um, that our customers are having and improve it in that way, yeah. um, then there, there are many ways that that can be done through feedback. So let me ask a question. And that is, you said earlier that you were going to curate the coffee shops yeah. that were going to be on the Crema platform. Yeah. And I always kind of raise an eyebrow when I hear the word curate. How do you plan to decide who's good enough to be on it and who's not? So it's uh, in Montreal, we tried them all. So we have one. So this is you. Yeah, me and my team. So we have. So you and your team. What you do in New York? Uh, in New York, we did like we have like two people who tried them. Not all, honestly. They tried they tried some of them, and also we got a lot of newspapers that we try to to do okay. like an average, like newspapers articles. We read them, and then like the customers uh, review. Is that and then we we choose them, uh, and also like how they take care of the the, the, the products. The quality of the coffee, etc., and we try how to do. How can you average. see that? How they take care of the products? I mean, like if when you work with like uh, you have like really parlor coffees, really good coffee, like everybody knows it. We tried it. I tried it. These kind of coffee shops are doing great products and great coffee. So, is that scalable? No, I mean, is your not. is your curation system scalable? Because if if you come out of the gate and you say, we've curated every single coffee shop that's on here, the need for the review system becomes less. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, these are yeah. all going to be great coffee shops yeah. anyway. And yeah. they're theoretically, Crema theoretically is building brand confidence for yeah. anything that's in Crema. So yeah. it doesn't matter where you are. You pull it out. You can go yeah. to any coffee shop. There's going to be a standard. We can we, we could do it in, in Montreal. But in New York, it's yeah. too big. It's so, not scalable. So already, fine. you say you're curating. Yeah. But your curation system yeah. is based on a combination of press slash public opinion. Yeah. Private opinion of a couple employees, yeah. but you're only hitting 50%, 20% of no, the coffee shops? We have 70 coffee shops on the platform in New York, so 10%. Okay, so then saying that you have a curated selection is kind of viable, not viable, accurate, not accurate? 
In Montreal, it is because we are based in. I'm Montreal. in New York. I yeah, kind of yeah, don't. No, ca- I, I, I kind of don't care about Montreal, I know, I know. and kind of either does Rob because his next business is in Williamsburg. Yeah, but like, and the people in Paris probably don't care about Montreal either. Exactly, but in, so, per, in Paris you don't have so many coffee shops. You have so, around so on, only twenty like that are indie coffee shops. In so Paris. going back to the question yeah. of you, if you part of your pitch is. Yeah to the coffee shop owner as well as the coffee consumer that your selection is curated but your curation system is not scalable then what in terms of like because it's already not scalable and you're not even live really in new york city yeah so it's not really scalable but like we try to do our first first selection like this and we try to select 70 coffee shops like this so it's a test. Of course, we're starting, so it's really a test, and we're testing. And we also try to have a, an equal like, selection in Manhattan and Brooklyn. Um, but you're not answering my question. Yeah, because I don't have a real answer because we're just starting out in New York, okay, right? Okay, fair so, enough. So, so that's, then that's your answer. Huh? That's Sorry? sort of the answer. Yeah, that's sort of the answer. Okay. Just we had to do a choice, and we we choose to to do this system. Of course, it will be it will, it will be improved later on, and we're trying to we will try to do something more uh, better for sure. But for now, we're just starting out with only five employees and trying to pull well, like, you, map you, like this. You might want to be careful about the promise you make about the selection that you're offering. If you can't actually curate everything right now, you might want to save that as a selling point until yeah. you actually can. Well, because my question is always like, "Oh, curated." So who's who's based on whose opinion? I would drop the curated. I like, I like the pitch yeah. where where you simply say, "We're going head to head with Starbucks. We yeah. want to give a bunch of independent you know, coffee to, professionals yeah. who think they've got a great product the opportunity." And you want to call us up and say, "You want to join? Yeah, we'll come and try you out." If 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 we rate you you know satisfactory in the context of the other guys, yeah, sure you join the app. That's cool, um, but otherwise you just want to say we went around, yeah, by neighborhoods. Yeah, we found a good selection within walking distance that's not going to step on each other's toes. That's going to service oh, you. Oh, that's an you interesting are. point. And, and are you sure about that? Let's n- ask him. No, I'm not. I'm not sure about it. <laughs> just, we try. We try to to not like not put like coffee shops really close to each other, okay. especially in New York, because yeah. like the density is crazy. But uh, yeah, we try to do this. So we try. But to in New York like, City, it's also which side of the block you're on, because exactly. New Yorkers don't like to cross the street or go out of their trajectory, yeah. and if it's like on Sixth Avenue yeah. or on you know Sixteenth Street or yeah. on you know those things come into play. Exactly. So we try to to do this and like to to be like fair and have like to cover mo- like the most interesting neighborhoods that we think that can be useful for users. So that's uh, that's my our, was my uh, the first time like when we launched in New York we wanted to do something like Manhattan, Brooklyn, good coffee shops, 70 only like just the first selection and then we're going to add more coffee shops. So theoretically, you need to send a crema salesperson, account person, in physically into yeah. each shop. So yeah. that's the moment of yeah. discovery. Yeah, exactly. So we need to, we need to we know that we need to send like salespeople to meet with coffee shop owners. I don't know, I don't believe in like calling people, or cold emailing people. I hate that. You hate that, I'm sure. No. So we're trying to to send people directly and talk with the, with and, the coffee. And that's owners. great because that's the way the coffee industry works. Yeah, you know, you have a coffee. Yeah. 
shop, yeah. you get independent coffee roasters exactly. coming all the time to try yeah. to sell you a product. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and you try it out. We're trying yeah. coffees all the time. Yeah. So if I can ask, Rob, just out of curiosity, what, is it appealing to you to have this system integrate into your POS? Oh, f- for me, I would definitely try it. But the, I like to try everything. Okay. Um, and, uh, and then I run it. And then I just uh, make my little, you know, Excel spreadsheets and curves. Yeah. And, um, and I just let the numbers speak for themselves. Right now in your shops, can you use different types of electronic payment? Do you take Apple Pay and all that kind of business? Uh, no? Some yes, some no. Okay. Um, I'm involved in a bunch of different um, um, cafes. I like, I like to have um, very flexible payment systems. Yeah. Um, it's the future. Yeah. And, the future uh, is now. Exactly. That's what I mean. It's the future. Now <laughs> is the future. <laughs> right now. Again, it's the future. <laughs> Do you think that, um, just out of curiosity, in terms of the people who come into your shops, people paying in cash, are they swiping? Are they electronic? Is it pretty much even? Is there a trend? Oh, the trend is, is uh, you know, if you accept electronic and credit, um, the more you ex- the more you accept, the less cash you see. Yeah, and and I'm perfectly happy because um, I'm not a mom and pop. We're the next tier up from mom and pop, and we actually require um, transparent accounting. Yeah. And so I'd much rather forgo profits um, for ease of accounting. Yeah. Completely unrelated to the Crema app, but sort of. Does electronic payment affect the tip jar for you? For your employees, uh, electronic payment actually. Um, or does it increase it because you people can program in like twenty percent tip on the top? It totally depends on uh, on your pricing. Um, there are shops that are very smart about pricing, um, and they love to price if they can if they can run well and they're a roaster and operator, and they price their cappuccinos at three twenty five. Um, they're guaranteeing a seventy five cent tip. Um, on a $3.25 purchase yeah. every single time that there's a cash transaction. Yeah. Um, so that's so, so the answer is not simple. Again, um, it depends on how sophisticated you are um, and we how deep you're looking to go. We yeah. offer the tips, tipping system in inside. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Because people are getting more and more used to that where you yeah. – and is that something that a coffee – purchaser customer would set up in their profile uh so like the tip percentage so it's just have, automatic you have you can do it automatically so put 10 20 percent or you can just select the the like one dollar 75 cents or whatever you want to put so you have both of the options that's great and just makes it easy yeah it makes it easy and actually coffee shop owners and especially baristas asked for it uh, so they like because we launched a, a better better one in November and we didn't have the tipping system inside it. So that was the first like they really asked for it. So we decided to implement it like right away right now. So yeah, it's inside it. That's great. It's so fun that they're at the interactive development stage, yeah. the Crema app, where you're you know listening to people and talking to people, and you have the it's the moment to be, you know, adding and building and subtracting. And exactly. I think that's exciting. I think yes, that's fun. Yes, we are. It's really fun. It's especially really fun to work in this space. Like, it's so fun. First to discover every coffee shop is so different. They Everybody's managing their coffee shop in a different way. There is a lot of people that are, like, 
really like about margins a lot, lot of are really about like passionate passion it's really really great to work in this space i love it i really love it I'm, i come from a finance background at first and i decided to drop it i was working for a bank so i said okay i'm gonna build my own company and i love coffee so it was perfect for me That's and great. transactional and coffee there you go it was it was good so we are actually out of time And at the end of each show, I always like to ask my guests for a little piece of advice for the folks listening at home or on the subway or wherever you are, where you're listening. So, Elias, I'm going to ask you, since you're in the startup world, what's your best piece of advice on how to cold call somebody? Um, cold calling, uh, it's really about uh, not selling your product at first and try to understand who you are talking to it's really like my best advice i i always try to understand who am, am i talking to who you are what is your background and then if i found like the needs i can plug my my product if i don't find the needs well i will stay like really general about what i'm selling but like i'm always trying to understand who i'm talking to basically this is my best advice that's great advice really good And Rob, because you are really deeply embedded in the coffee business, what's your best piece of advice to people for making a good cup of coffee at home? <laughs> Invest in your grinder. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, and apparently, according to the New York Times this week, uh, freeze your beans. Is that true? <laughs> and if you've got liquid nitrogen, better. Apparently, the colder your beans, the more regular your grind is. Because okay. it doesn't heat up and it doesn't lose the essential oils. Yeah. It's uh, actually, um, chemically, it's because uh, you crystallize um, everything. It's just sort of like shattering. Right. Um, the colder it is, the more regular um, the beans shatter. And it's all about your regular grind. You set your grind. If you can get every, every, gr every ground to be the same size, you will have the most uniform flavor. I'm not exactly sure that's the best, but... What, what type of grinder is the best? And I don't mean brand. I mean, like, what type of grinder? You want a conical burr grinder. Um, ceramic? In your house. Yeah, ceramic's fine. Um, it's, you, you're never going to get the results that Illy gets. Yeah. Of course. But, but um, generally speaking, um, if you spend $100 bucks on a burr grinder ceramic... Um, you will up your coffee game and your morning experience mm. immeasurably. Okay. These are all very doable things. We like doable things. <laughs> I want to thank every, I want to thank Ellis and Rob for coming to, into the container today and having a conversation. It's great to hear both sides of the tech story, the mm. company startup, and then the person they're trying to sell their startup to. Yeah. We don't thank always you. hear that piece, but it's really interesting. I want to thank all the listeners. I want to thank our sponsors. You know we have sponsors because Heritage Radio is a 501c3 charity. We're a nonprofit, and that means we make radio with the help of our listeners and sponsors. And if you really like this show, visit heritageradionetwork.org, click the beating heart, and throw us what you spent on a cup of coffee today. Maybe that was like $3.75. We'll make more radio. I'm Jennifer Laizzi, and this is Tech Bites. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. 
You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.